Welcome to the Management Minute with Dr. Donita Brown, where we sit down with business leaders to gain valuable insights and advice on how to navigate the world of management. Whether you're a seasoned manager or just starting out, this podcast is for you. I'm Donita Brown, a professor in the College of Business at Lipscomb University. I'm also an author, speaker, and habit coach. For almost 20 years, I worked in corporate America. I managed teams of two to 102. Welcome to this week's episode. Today's guest is Judith Meyer. Judith, thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. So we're going to start with the hardest part that some people think of the whole podcast. So let's hear your one sentence bio. Okay, here goes. Christian, wife, mother to three daughters and one son who gets energy and joy from helping humans be better humans. Oh, helping humans be better humans. That is such, that's a great tagline. I might actually steal that one. Okay, great. That is excellent. I just made you better. See, you, see, you did. You <laughs> succeeded today. All right. So let's get started with question number one. You ready? Yes. Okay. How do your values impact your management philosophy? The first thing you have to think about is, do you know your values? And I have had the privilege to work with an executive coach for the past four years. And one of the most memorable exercises that we did together was a values prioritization list, really, you know, going through 40 different things and circling and narrowing it down and ultimately realizing that for me, faith, family and connection are really things that I value. And so once you know what you value, It's easy to use those as your North Star as you create your leadership style and decide, hey, how do I want to handle this? Or when I find myself struggling or challenging and going, you know what, how does this come back to my values and and how do I recenter myself and, and go forward there? So knowing your values is the first step. I would also add that from a values perspective, I certainly value connection, communication and culture. So the three C's. And I mentioned I like helping humans be better humans. Part of that is connecting with them personally, connecting others to others, connecting you to resources or information, anything like that, that would make your job easier or whatever it is you're trying to do is something that I value. And again, comes back to really how I think about, I go about my day and how I lead my team and even how I lead my family at home. I love it. So I love the fact that you said you have to know what your values are. I think so many times we say, well, these are where my values are, but you don't necessarily go through an exercise to define those values. In my Leading and Managing People class, which is Principles of Management here in the College of Business, I teach one class period each semester on creating your own personal mission statement. And I start with a list of 100 words that are all values, and I have them go through those words and pick 20 mm-hmm. and narrow it down to 10 yes. and then narrow it down to five. So hard. Yeah, it, it is hard. It is hard. And usually, you know, picking out 20 isn't that hard, but then dividing that list in half is hard. And really getting down to what values matter to you is an important exercise. So you had said faith, family, and connection. And then you talked about the three C's. Can you, mm-hmm. can you go through the three C's one more time? Sure. Absolutely. Connection, communication, and culture. So you have a new employee. Mm-hmm. And let's say you're bringing them on. How do you show them that connection, communication, and culture is important? Actually, you know, I listened to one of your podcasts oh. uh, just this morning that okay. talked about Thank that, you for ne- that. <laughs> that onboarding experience and how crucial it is. And for me, it starts when you start in my department, you're going to walk into your cubicle and find a branded cup with a mug with a handwritten note from me that says, welcome to the best team in Mm. this company. 
And so right off the bat, I want them to know that I've made a personal connection with them in a handwritten communication, right? And that really sets the tone for our culture going forward. Oh, that is amazing. And I hope I hope lots of people listen to that because I think onboarding is one of the most important parts of the whole employee yes. experience. Yes. That's awesome. Okay, ready for question number two? I'm ready. Let's do it. Who or what has had the most impact on your management style? I have worked at HCA Healthcare for It'll be 23 years in January, which seems crazy. And as I think about this, there's no way I can start to name names. Mm -hmm. But when I think about all the leaders that I've been exposed to during that time, some that I've learned a lot of great things from and some that I've learned some habits that, you know, I would not want to adopt. When I think about, I've had the opportunity to listen to Dr. Van Devender, who was Dr. Frist's personal physician, and hear the stories that he has to tell about Dr. Frist, who we know he's, you know, one of his most known quotes is, good people beget good people. And to see that lived out over 23 years has been amazing. And that has really set the stage for why I've stayed Mm-hmm. that long and why I've moved up among the ranks, started as individual contributor, you know, all the way up to assistant vice president. And really every leader that I've had, I've learned something from. Sure. And sure. so I you know, I could probably list some other names, but, you know, one way or the other, I've learned something positive from uh, every leader there. You know, I cannot not call out my mom and dad and, you know, grandparents in that way. And my dad was an attorney. My grandmother was a teacher. And so really setting that stage for helping others, I think, goes back to, you know, my one sentence bio Mm -hmm. there. And then I think somebody who else has really influenced my leadership has, and I mentioned Nicole Provenci. She is my executive coach. I highly recommend a coach for anybody I don't care if you've been a leader for a day or 50 years, you know, to have someone that you can turn to and be comfortable with, because when you have to be the leader, you have to, you know, give that advice to others, Mm -hmm. but you need to hear it sometimes from someone else. And so that has, uh, Nicole has really helped shape who I've become in the last four years. Yeah, that's great. I hired a coach when I took on a big team. I moved from managing a bit of a team of I don't know, 10 that grew to like 20 and then was put in a position where I had 100 people. And I thought, what am I going to do? Like mm-hmm. either I'm going to get divorced, which was not my <laughs> life plan because right. I was working all the time. Yes. Or I've got to figure out like what's most important to me. And hiring a coach was extremely important. I'm glad, glad you mentioned that. And it's funny, almost every podcast where I would say two out of three people mention their parents. And I just yes. think that is such a wonderful gift and legacy. Before we get to the next question, let's pause for a quick message. Are you ready to become the leader you've always wanted to be? Then join us for 24-7 Leadership's Power Talk series. Leaders never rest. They lead all the time, 24-7. In this dynamic training, you'll master the essential communication and thinking skills to showing up as a leader you envision every single day. Learn to be fully present with yourself and others, to listen deeply, and to create lasting developmental alliances with your team. Who could benefit from this transformational training, you ask? Well, anyone leading a team. From new managers to seasoned CEOs, past participants rave about these coaching skills and how they positively impacted both their personal and professional lives. So don't wait. Unleash your leadership potential today with 24-7 Leadership's Power Talk series. Visit our website, 247leadership.org, to learn more and sign up today. 
24-7 Leadership is powered by the College of Business. All right, ready for question number three? I'm ready. All right, what book has made the biggest impact on you? Well, also, again, listening to your podcast, there is a trend of people answering the Bible. And so I feel compelled to continue that trend based on who might be listening to this. But also, I've put some deep thoughts into this. I'm not a huge reader, but one of the books that I remember that really opened my eyes in the corporate world was John Gordon, The Positive Dog. Huh. Okay, that's a new one. That's not one that we've had yet. Uh, Yes. And it is written in fable form and... The moral of the story is we all have a dog inside of us and we get to decide if it's going to be a positive one or a negative one. Mm. And that set the stage for realistically, I probably read that about 20 years ago of realizing I get to choose every day Mm. if I'm going to be happy, positive, see the good. It doesn't mean I get, you know, I don't get disappointed or have negative thoughts about things. But at the end of the day, bringing it back to the values of, you know, my blessings outweigh my troubles. It's something that's really most important and whatever else is bugging me is probably not that big of a deal anyway. Right. We're all pretty blessed, I'd say. Yes. That's good. Do you have another recommendation? Yes, I do. Okay. So I'm guessing some of your podcasters may have said, what got you here won't get you there. I don't know if anybody said that one. I don't think that is one, but that's one that I have read that I think it's so important. Marshall Goldsmith, because it actually gives you a list of like, do this, don't do this. Yes. Well, Danita, Nicole turned me on to Sally Hegelson's How Women Rise. Oh. And so the story behind that is Marshall wrote that book in a time when it was primarily men in leadership roles. So it indirectly has some Uh, unconscious bias built into it. And so Sally partnered with Marshall to write a version more specific to women. Now, Mm. certainly anybody can read either book and learn from it, but it's written in the same format with the the 12 tips. And it is a book that when people ask me to be a mentor to them, that is my gift back to them because I I love it because you can read chapter six first if you want to, whichever tips tends to stand out to you or feels personal. You don't have to read it. From front to back. I love it. And I'm so glad I asked about another book because I thought that that's a good one. I haven't read that one, so I'm definitely going to put that one. absolutely. Yeah, put that one on my list. Okay, are you ready for my favorite part of the podcast? (laughs) Maybe, yes. You're going to do great. You're going to do great. So this is 60 seconds, rapid fire questions. You get one pass. Okay. All right. What's a hobby you've always wanted to take up? Sewing. What dish are you best at cooking? Chicken Alfredo. Imagine a squirrel taking over the world. What's the first law it would pass? Naps are mandatory. What was your first job? I worked at my dad's law office. What instrument do you wish you could play? Piano. What's your go-to karaoke song? Ooh, I don't sing karaoke. Pass. <laughs> What's a word you often mispronounce? Ooh. Illuminate. What sport do you enjoy watching the most? Any sport my child is playing. What's an animal you'd love to see in the wild? A zebra. What app do you use every day? The Calm app. What's a museum you'd love to visit? The Tennessee History Museum. Oh, that's a good one. I spent yes. a whole day there this past summer, and it was it was amazing. Yes. I've been inside, but I haven't had the chance to really dig in. And 
Oh, you got to go. You got to go. It is definitely a treasure for those that are in Tennessee. Yes. Go. Okay. Now your job is to give parting advice to a manager. What's the best advice you can give to a manager? I'll start with a quote. Comparison is the thief of joy. Your journey is your journey. It's not someone else's, right? There, Someone else may be willing to sacrifice things that you're not. It really ties back to what your values are. So, you know, just chart your own way. And then the other thing I would say is I actually shared this at a staff meeting yesterday. As a leader, you've got to be vulnerable and transparent with your team. It's uncomfortable and it's weird and it feels like you shouldn't do it because you're the leader. But the reality is the more vulnerable you are and transparent, the stronger the trust which comes back to the culture piece. That's excellent. Two great things. Judith, thank you so much for being this week's guest. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Management Minute. We hope you enjoyed this week's interview. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend or colleague. If you have suggestions for future guests, please send me their contact information to donita.brown at lipscomb.edu. You can also subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn. Thank you.